Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. If you are paying any attention to the news, you are aware of what happened this weekend. Horrifying news. Two Burnsville police officers killed. One Burnsville officer, police officer shot. Paramedic shot and killed. The individual who murdered these three individuals and tried to kill another individual took his life. And we've spent... A lot of time. The last few days, like all of you discussing this, trying to understand this, honoring those who have left us, losing out on thousands and thousands of moments of joy, uh, sending our best to their family and friends, and also trying to understand what this is like in many ways, including from the police side. I have been friends with Tony Adams uh, in town for decades. Tony was a a longtime successful police officer with the city of Minneapolis. His family, whether it's his brother or nephew, also for a long time associated with great police work in the city of Minneapolis. Tony is now the director of security for the uh, Timberwolves. I think he said as long as Chad Hartman is no longer employed, 
by the Timberwolves. I will take this job. I believe that was one of his stipulations. Uh, and uh, Tony is here. That's probably our only lighthearted moment because this is a uh, very, very serious topic. Tony, like all of our guests, is on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Thanks, my friend. Thank you for taking time to talk about such a uh, serious topic. Remind me, how many years for you as a member of MPD? 30 years, Chad. 30 years 30 went pretty years. fast, too. Man, I don't know how that's possible, as young as you are. 30 years. Okay, 30, you're um, you're in Indianapolis with uh, Chris Finch and the coaching staff. You're with Anthony Edwards. You're with Carl Towns uh, on Sunday. But I know you pay attention to what's going on. I know you have hundreds, hundreds of police contacts when did you hear the first news? When did you hear about the news, the tragedy, and what was your immediate reaction? You know, I first heard about it from my wife. She sent me the, the article, and then I had some some former colleagues that are still working on the job. They sent me the information, and it's it's it's, it's a sad, very sad situation, especially when you lose anybody in the line of duty to violence like that. You know, Chad, I was involved in three or four shootings myself. So I know how critical they can be. Um, it's just, you know, when you're responding to a domestic situation, that's one that can always catch you off guard. It's because you never know what to expect. And, you know, just think about when you have to approach the house, you approach, you're, you're, you know, you don't have cover. Um, you're coming up a driveway or you come up a sidewalk, and it makes it difficult. Did you learn that right away, Tony? Or did it take a few years with the service? Is everyone we've talked to this week or the other conversations I've heard or the stories I've read have all talked about this uncertainty with domestic calls, the emotion, um, just really you don't have time to maybe have as many police officers with you as you would like to. How did that evolve for you in your thinking the longer you were a police officer? You know, like you said, it, it, you don't want to get caught off guard. But uh, and you look at the situation in Minneapolis now; they have very little officers, maybe three, three hundred plus walked away after the, the riots and protests. And so your numbers are very limited with your resources. And you know, to be to be able to have two or three officers show up at a domestic is 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 kind of you know a down situation. And you know, there's a lot of factors that play into this like have you ever been to this house before do you know they have a history of violence um you know what, what's the mental health uh what is this it does this person have mental health problems so it's it's always when you're going to domestic you're kind of a sitting duck because again you, you have to approach from the front front of the house and when you're approaching you never know what's what's going to happen 30 years as an officer with the Minneapolis Police Department. Tony Adams is with us. It's 12 uh, past hour two here on CCO. Uh, very comprehensive story in the Star Tribune, which popped up last night in the papers today, about the assaults directed towards police over the last decade plus. From a decade ago... They are up, reported assault incidents towards police officers, up 160%. Officers have reported at least 3,400 assaults in Minnesota 
since 2021. That is an enormous number. 10% increase last year. 94 occurred last month. Why do you think that is, Tony? Why are these assaults and attacks at police officers? Any number is unacceptable, but why are they jumping at this level? Well, you, and, you know, you take it, it goes back to, you know, your officers involved in shootings with, you know, with citizens, um, the, the, the amount of emotions, the anger right now with some citizens, um, your court system not, you know, not fully doing their job, you know, your prosecutor is not fully doing their job. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a culmination of a whole bunch of things. And then we're just, I mean, we're not holding people accountable anymore. And that's the hard part. 30% of these assaults, by the way, just to back up our domestic conversation, 30% of the assaults on Minnesota police occurred in domestic uh, responses. Think about, think about how high of a percentage is. Okay, when you say that, because I hear that from pretty much everybody I talk to in law enforcement, we're not holding these individuals accountable enough. What should we do? What should specifically be different to hold these individuals more accountable? Well, I, I mean, the, the one thing, Chad, and the one thing that will change things is, is you have to prosecute. And I, I'm a former investigator uh, of narcotics and in the homicide unit for a while and, and sex crimes and whatever. And, again, you have to prosecute because if they're not going to take it serious, then what makes them – if there's no consequences, what, say they're going to they're, they're gonna do it over and over and over. And so I can guarantee you, out of most of your domestic domestic cases, those and that individual may have three or four cases within a two year time frame. And if you're not holding them accountable and and put them in jail, then it's just going to happen over and over. We have this story, and I'll remind folks: Tony Adams, former Minneapolis police officer for thirty years. My friend, for about the same amount of time, is with us. It's uh, fifteen past two. We've had a number of stories, including this one, Tony, where protection orders were pursued and not granted. And you worked in a lot of areas, including as an investigator, and you still pay close attention to this. When, when you see this story and you see other stories and where protection orders were not granted, what is your thought when you see that? No, that that's, that's um, normally in a case like that, it's... it's that it, you know, you would think that the victim of the of the case does not follow up. Um, sometimes your victims don't follow up with the prosecution. It makes it harder for the state to to charge the case. And sometimes, you know, they do. But you know, again, that order for protection is is just a piece of paper to say you're not supposed to come within a certain distance of an individual. If you if if we can't be there in a timely fashion to catch that individual then again, it's just a revolving system over and over and over. Yep. And, and well, that's, that's the hard part. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah go that, ahead, Tom. That's the, hard, that's the hard part, Chad, is that if, and if you don't have the officers or the resources, it makes it even more challenging for the victim. Well, part of what I was going to ask, and you alluded to it in, in the answer, that's when I was jumping in. Let's say one is granted, okay, and, and, and hopefully they are under the right legal circumstances. How often, Tony, does it stop the criminal element versus they just think, what do I care? I'll be able to get out of here before the police arrive on the scene. 
Yes, it, it, it's, it's either a scenario like that or they're going to say, you know what, until they catch me, then I, I'm just going to keep doing it. And then, you know, it's, it makes it very difficult because when you have an offender like that who is, who is, who is just uh, um, focused in on causing harm to an individual, it's, it's very tough to uh, stop, their, stop them or stop their action because at some point it becomes a stalking situation too where that person is setting up their own surveillance and they're monitoring the victim's every move. And, you know, and the sad part is, uh, in this situation, is that lucky the kids did not get hurt. Yeah, 100%. We cannot forget that. I've made that point, but it's worth making it again. While this was going on, and really, Tony, we have no idea what trauma took place, but there's seven kids. There's... A mother of some of the kids in the in the house itself, seven kids, ages two through fifteen. You're a father. I'm a father. We've got mother and fathers listening. I don't I don't know what words you use to those kids. I mean, kids are amazingly resilient, but that is that will never leave their mind if they're old enough to remember and understand all those circumstances. Right, and, and that's the sad part. I mean, they're going to have to have counseling uh, for a long time, and it's, it, that's very sad. But also, you know, just the, just the lives that were taken from both officers and the paramedic. Uh, and I, I'm sure the paramedic was coming to try to save one of the officers, so it makes it the, the whole situation yep. just very, very sad. I'll let you go after this because you know – um, once Derek Chauvin murdered George Floyd, the court cases proved that out, that there has been a lot of conversation about policing in Minneapolis, on the pro, on the con, on the amount of officers, on the officers leaving, uh, the defund the police movement, what is taking place with the state investigation, a federal investigation. And, Tony, I get texts an awful lot where people say too many people have vilified the police and and that's part of why these assaults have jumped up. My comeback often is, and knowing you and knowing a high number of officers over the years, fortunate enough to know a high number of officers, the overwhelming number of officers are quality people and they do a, a very good to great job. But like every profession whether you're a talk show host, police officer, lawyer, doctor, you name it, you're going to have some who are average, good, very good, and great, and you're going to have some who never should have had the job or who made mistakes. And, and I sometimes feel like if you point that out, people are assuming that you're vilifying all police. So it, as someone who's lived this, who pays attention to this, what, how do you react to that when people say that, too often officers have, have been vilified the last few years. Right, and, and that makes it difficult because you know what? We're, they're out there. They're, giving their, they're, they're working their butts off. They're working 10-hour shifts. Right now, um, I talked to my former colleagues, and they're working so much overtime. It's, it, they just don't have the resources. And, uh, yeah, like you talked about uh, with the Chauvin situation, even those two officers that had, what, seven days on the street by themselves, it, it was a tragedy for all. And it just—it's sad, and so we have to get back to the basics, and we have to get back to allowing law enforcement to do their job, and again 
having the prosecutors prosecute the case and the court system uh, taking, taking those cases on. Do you think there's any doubt that the quality officers, the top-level officers, that some are hesitant to make a decision now on something police-related because of some of the fallout related yeah. towards the criticism police and some of the arrests that a number of officers don't agree with? Absolutely. I mean, some of them, and I've talked to them, I still talk to them. Some of them are like, you know what, we don't want to go to jail. It's like, darned if you do, darned if you don't. So, and they're being, they have a microscope over them or a Monday morning, being Monday morning quarterback by so many different levels that, you know what, it makes it very difficult for them to do a successful job. Thank you, my friend. Travel safe and uh, we'll see each other soon. Thanks, Chad. Talk to you later. Tony Adams, he's just one of the best. 30-plus years with the Minneapolis Police Department. Now he's in uh, charge of security for the uh, Timberwolves. Obviously, they have a couple days off back in action Friday against the Bucks. so I really appreciate Tony taking some time. And I thank all the guests that we've had here on the station. The station, I think, has provided you an excellent cross-section of guests. You want to react specifically to anything Tony had to say? I'd love to hear from you. Go ahead and reach out, whether it's a phone call or a text, 6 6- Five one four six one nine two two six. A reminder because uh, some of you have had a chance to hear this news throughout the day during uh, Ari's news updates. But since we're talking about the fallout from the tragedy, I thought I would remind you again: the news coming out that the joint memorial service for Paul Elmstrand, Matthew Ruggie, and Adam Finseth will take place February 28th. So it's going to take place one week from today. Uh, More details will come out very soon. So again, one week from today. I I just want to go back to these numbers. Minnesota Reform had a good story on this also, along with the Tribune. But think about these numbers again. 3,400 assaults on officers since 2021, 10% increase last year. And then among those officers who were assaulted, 30% involved in a domestic matter. What in the hell is going on? And I will make the point that I've made over and over again And it's not hyperbolic. I'm not saying everybody the first time gets 40 years. But whether it's Tony Adams, whether it's Blair Anderson, whether it's Brian O'Hara, Sheriff Devonna Witt, whether it's Bob Fletcher, whether it's former police officers, we're not charging the individuals strong enough when they commit a crime. We just aren't. We also, along With the sentencing, and as I say every single time, due process is a mandatory requirement. It, We know money plays a part. We can sit there and say money shouldn't play a part, but I walk in there with Joe Freeberg, and you walk in with someone who's just worked on 30 other cases that day. Who has a better chance? Um and, and we know some of the data on race is different also. It's, just, it's out there. The data is overwhelming on that. 
So you should have your representation. You should have your time in court. There should not be a rush process. Also, when you are going through whatever sentencing that you have faced, uh, there should be ways for you to learn and, and legitimate rehabilitation. But how many times do we have to hear? It's so much of the same individuals who are committing these crimes. And, I mean, we had the Dakota County Sheriff on the other day. Dakota County Sheriff uh, Joe Lico, where he said in his jails, and everyone in there, it's not a violent offense, but there's a pretty good percentage who are involved, sadly. 75% repeat offenders. And I'm not calling for 40 years every time the first time. I'm not calling for let's uh, bring the guillotine out. And, again, as we said with Tony's, we say others, there are times when people are falsely charged, where they're targeted for no other reason than their youth, their race, their gender. And these cops are not the majority, not even close but they need to be dismissed as quickly as possible. So there are, there are outliers. There are individuals who should not face these charges. But the high, high percentage who go through this process rightly face the examination, which is our justice system. And we're just too damn soft. I'm sorry. We just are. And... There is a reality to this. There is a perception to it. Do I think, do, am I skeptical of the number of criminals who have evil intent or just have stupidity in mind, like the Kansas City story, where it's just people are looking at each other for too long or the wrong way? And there wasn't history. It's just, hey, who are you looking at? I'm looking at you. And then, boom, of course, they have a weapon on. Okay, so there's all sorts of ways we arrive at this. But I really think we should take a long, hard look at repeat offenders and what we are doing. And it shouldn't all be dictated by the money you have and the quality of attorney you have. And obviously, every case is not the same. There are particulars, there are details. There are judges and representatives who matter. But how many damn times do we need to hear this before we act in this? Can we also further advance the rehabilitation options? Absolutely we can. Can we further look at police officers who have been involved in corruption and wonder why they still have their jobs? Absolutely we can. Let's do all of them. Let's continue to have action as, a, as opposed to just dialogue, which when we get past the story, it doesn't amount to any changes. Let's see what happens with red flag laws. Okay? Let's see if red flag laws in this state uh, have an effect. In this case, had no effect. It's uh, 33 past two here on CCO. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.